Call the meeting to order. Clerk will call the roll. Die. Die here. Erickson. Erickson here. Farrell. Farrell here. Gillis. Gillis here. Hendrick. Hendrick here. Kiefer. Kiefer here. Kolar. Kolar here. Krause. Krause here. Levin. Levin here. Matano. Matano here. McCarville. McCarville here. Miles. Miles absent. Nelson. Nelson here. O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin here. Pan. Pan here. Pirtle. Pirtle here. Richmond. Richmond absent. Rip. Rip here. Rit. Rit here. Rusk. Rusk here. Saloff. Saloff absent. Shower. Shower absent. Schmidt. Schmidt here. Solberg. Solberg absent. Stubbs. Stubbs here. Veldrin. Veldrin here. Wegleitner. Wegleitner here. Willett. Willett here. Wiest. Wiest here. Zweifel. Zweifel here. Baird. Baird here. Bollig. Bollig here. Chenoweth. Chenoweth absent. Clausius. Clausius absent. De Felice. De Felice here. Downing. Downing here. Corgan. Here. Corgan here. 37. There's a quorum present, um, and Supervisors Shower, Clausius, Miles, and Richmond had notified us that they would be absent this evening. Got it. Thank you. Anybody else? Got it. And this evening will be led in our prayer inspirational message by Supervisor Dye. Thank you. Um, Recently on the board, we have been talking a lot about racial disparities. Um, and I wanted to take the time today, um, because in part it's also Women's History Month, um, to talk about an Eleanor Roosevelt quote um, that says, do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be criticized anyway. Um, we have so much work to do in this county on so many issues, um, but race is one of those that has often been hard for us here to talk about and to address the deep disparities in our community and for our community as a whole to talk about. Um, people like to say that you shouldn't talk about politics and religion, um, but I think people don't want to talk about race so much we don't even include it in the things that we say that you shouldn't talk about. We say don't talk about politics and religion when we you know, go home for Thanksgiving dinner um, and we enjoy conversations with our friends and family. And um, that <laughs> belief that our society has that race isn't something that we talk about is so deeply held that it doesn't even make the radar of things that we don't talk about. Um, so I am really honored to be a part of this board where we are having those hard conversations, where we are trying to do that work, and where we are part of a community um, that has become increasingly committed to doing that work. Uh, it isn't always easy, um, but it is always right. I think this is one of those areas where we all can, can say that we know that the we may not know what the right thing to do is right now, but we know that the wrong thing to do is nothing. Uh, so I look forward to continuing to work with all of you, uh, and I ask you to keep 
that Eleanor Roosevelt quote in mind as we continue our work here. Um, we need to do what we know in our hearts is right because you will be criticized anyway, no matter what decision you make. Um, we make a lot of hard decisions on this board, and sometimes we get to make easy ones. Uh, but it's the hard ones that make me proud to be a member of this body and to work with all of you. So thank you very much uh, for your continuing work. And please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Next on the agenda is announcements, and I'm going to start off the announcements by noting that it is Supervisor Schmidt's birthday today, and um, as anybody, any good student, um, she's brought the <laughs> cookies and some um, strawberries for the entire class, so if anybody would like, anybody here would like to have any cookies or strawberries, not just supervisors, stop over and grab one over on the side. So, any other announcements? Supervisor McCarville. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I would like to invite everyone to join us in DeForest at the Fire Police Station on East Holland Street on Sunday for the annual St. Baldrick's Head Shaving Event um, from 11 to 3. All donations will go to the Childhood Cancer Fund. Uh, DeForest and other police officers, including the chief, fire, and EMS personnel, have signed up to raise money by agreeing to have their heads shaved for childhood cancer. Um, this is an annual event that they have participated in for many years. Um, please lend your support. These officers represent the vast majority of emergency response professionals who dedicate themselves to trying to make the world a safer and better place to live. <clears throat> they do it despite the numerous times they have been attacked for decisions they are forced to make in the line of duty. They are second-guessed, called names, declared guilty of criminal behavior before the facts are even known, accused of being racist without any inquiry into circumstances of their interactions. Even as these tasks continue, these same officers get up each morning, go back to work to ensure our neighborhoods are a safe place for all, even though it may cost them their lives in the process, as it did recently for State Trooper Trevor Casper. And then they get up on Sunday and shave their heads to help juvenile cancer victims. If anyone can't make the event but would like to donate to St. Baldrick's Children's Cancer, you can see me after the meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor McCarville. Supervisor Erickson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just wanted to mention a couple events. Um, first one is the um, event or fundraiser for the, the chamber ensemble group Convivo, who is going to our sister county in June in Germany, Kassel, Germany. And we're having an event fundraiser for them on April 19th at the home of Supervisor Mary Kolar, Mary and Scott Kolar. So if you can make that, I've given out some invitations, and I'll be passing out more of those soon. Again, that's April 19th from 3.30 to 5.30. Second thing I just wanted to mention was, again, some zoo events um, for the Arctic Passage opening. Um, there will be a fundraiser at the Glacier Grill, which is the new um, concessions at the zoo. That's an actual fundraiser, which is May 9th. May 9th. Then on May 16th, there's a friends and family event. Again, May, I'm sorry, May 16th, there's a friends and family event. I believe that's a Saturday. And so if you want to attend that, um, I'll get the RSVP information out to everybody again regarding that. Um, then the grand opening is the weekend of um, May 23rd and 24th. The grand opening is literally uh, Saturday, May 23rd at 10 a.m. 
And a, a couple other quick updates. I thought we'd have a baby orangutan by now, but we don't. Uh, Kwan, the mother, prospective mother, is overdue by a week and a half. Um, and then the two new, um, two, let's see, we're getting two sets of twins, um, polar bear and brown bear, and they are coming sometime in April, so stay tuned for that. Thanks. Thank you, Supervisor Erickson. Supervisor Dye. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, tonight I'm going to be introducing an ordinance amendment that would make changes to our youth governance program. I have worked on this with Supervisor Stubbs, the UW Extension Committee, and our youth members. Um, and all that it would do is instead of having alternates, we would change our program to a range of 12 to 18 members so that our students who are putting in the work um, would be recognized as full members of YGP uh, it, rather than alternates. And I'll be circulating that. Please get it back to me at the end of the meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Dye. Supervisor Veldrin. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to thank the board um, for um, the uh, lovely plant that was uh, given um, on behalf of Lisa's mother um, who passed away a few weeks ago. Um, it was a tough time for a lot of the family. We spent a lot of hours up at St. Mary's for the two weeks prior. Um, so it, it meant a lot and just and the people that have uh, shared their feelings and expressions to myself and then Lisa as well. So thanks a lot for that. Thank you, Supervisor Veldrin. Supervisor Kolar. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, we'll be introducing tonight Resolution 615 that continues our work on um, increasing the amount of affordable housing. This resolution is for approving agreements and purchases supporting a housing facility at 715 Rethke Avenue in the city of Madison. And it's great to be able to be a part of the city, the county, and private enterprises working together to help others. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Kolar. Are there any further announcements? Seeing none, we'll move on to um, approval of payments. Is there a motion on bills over 10,000 referred to the county board, moved by Matano, seconded by Pirtle? Um, is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills are approved. On claim D1, claims recommended for denial. Claims D1 through D6 are recommended for denial. Are there any requests for separation? Um, is there a motion on the claims recommended for denial? Moved by Supervisor Willett, seconded by Krause. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the claims are denied. On approval of county board minutes, the minutes of March 5th, 2015, is there a motion? Moved by Supervisor Chenoweth, seconded by Matano. Is there discussion? Um, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the minutes of March 5th um, are approved. On the consent calendar, are there any requests for separation on items F1 to F3? The motion before us is to adopt F1 to F3. Is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and under the consent calendar, items F1 to F3 are approved. On um, H, reports on zoning petitions, items H1 and H2, what's before us is the recommendation of the committee. Are there any requests for separation between from H1 to H or H2? 
Seeing none, um, is there discussion on H1 or H2? All those in favor, say aye. aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and the committee recommendation for H1 and H2 is approved. Under um, item J, award of contracts um, for resolution 529, award of contract for Alliant Energy Center lighting improvements. Sub one is before us. Is there discussion? On sub one to resolution 529, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and sub one is approved. And, re and, and resolution 529 is approved. Resolution 549, the award of contract to provide employee vision insurance, sub one is before us. Is there discussion on um, resolution 549? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and resolution 549 is approved. On items K, K1, Resolution 518, authorizing the purchase of land in the Sugar River Natural Resource Area. Sub 1 is before us. Supervisor Pirtle. I'd like to move Sub 2. Supervisor Pirtle moves the action of personnel and finance, Sub 2, to Resolution 518. Seconded by Downing. Is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And sub one, uh, sub two to resolution 518 is approved on the main resolution. Um, sub resolution 518 is approved by, is amended by sub two. Is, is there discussion? Right, we voted on sub two and then we're moving on to consider the whole. So you're right. That I, you thought I was moving on. I understand. Um, so on Resolution 518, and you didn't have a comment on that. You were just making sure I wasn't moving on. Okay. Is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 518 is approved. Resolution 546, acceptance of the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service Grant. Um, Supervisor Pirtle. I'd like to move PNF action sub one. Supervisor Pirtle moves sub one. Is there discussion on sub, oh, and seconded by um, Supervisor Chenoweth. Is there discussion on sub one to resolution 546? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and sub one is, is before us now. On Resolution 546, Sub 1, is there discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and it is approved. On K3, Resolution 575, Access to Opportunities, the Department of Human Services, ACS Division. Um, personnel and Finance met this evening and considered this and it was approved unanimously by the Personnel and Finance Committee this evening. Um, is there discussion on five seven, Resolution 575? Supervisor Stubbs. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd just like to ask all of my colleagues to please consider voting unanimously for uh, this resolution. It is the county executive's access to opportunities, community solutions, breaking down barriers for success initiative. 
it is the shared uh, challenge. And during the 2015, Dane County Executive Joe Parisi wanted to lead a community conversation to assure that all counties, more than half of our citizens, have the same opportunity to succeed. We have an amazing opportunity and quality of life in Dane County. But Madison and the surrounding areas are constantly ranked as premier counties and communities to which we work, we play, and we raise a family. For example, recent race ratings include Best City for Young Adults by Kipler, July 2012, Most Educated City in America, Men's Health Magazine, September 2011, City with the Best Job Market, Portfolio.com, July 2011, Top 10 Best City to Raise a Family, Parenting Magazine, and Top 5 Happiest Cities in America, AARP, August 2012. We have enjoyed many of these successes, but together we can strive to do better and to address the challenges that is right before us on tonight. 54% of African Americans in Dane County live in poverty. Nationally, the average is 28%, that's 8.7 of Caucasians in Dane County live in poverty. Dane County has the, high, the highest and widest disparity in poverty between African Americans and Caucasian children in the country. 74% versus 5.5. Black children are 13 times more likely to be in poverty than white children in Dane County. And this is definitely an issue. Dane County African Americans, our unemployment rate is 25.2%. The county compares to 4.8% of whites. African Americans are almost five and a half times more likely to be jobless than their white neighbors. And our county executive, Executive Parisi, recognizes that the quickest, most reliable vehicle out of poverty is towards the upper mobility and having and maintaining a family-sustaining job. His 2015 breaking barriers down along the path to gain employment. There is a list of initiatives that he has identified here. Under the new partnership, one I'm really excited about, of many, under new partnership between Dane County, the Madison Metropolitan School District, and the local cooperative educational service agency, CESA, fund a pilot program to help children afford to take a driver's, take driver's education. That's access to employment and access for transportation. $20,000 to provide and eliminate a wait list. We talk about getting people access well, you can't have access if you're on a wait list. Coordinated by the YWCA with their driver's license recovery program. Request the county policymakers to modify a county ordinance. Violation fine to have less than an ounce of marijuana. Too often the current fine of $500 to 1000 And he's asking for $10. In addition, we're talking about reentry. So many of our citizens return back to home through transitioning. He's asking for a dedication of $500,000 from the Dane County Board to go toward uh, the reentry programs. To create a reentry, uh, uh, create a reentry work group consisting of staff from the Department of Human Services and the Sheriff's Office to coordinate services looking for those that leave our jail and yet return back to our community and they still need work and they need a sustainable housing. It is imperative that on today, we don't stand here because it's the right thing to do. We stand here because it's our obligation. 
It's our ethical aspect that we need to do. We need to continue to create opportunities as he identified with Orchard Ridge Church to help get people jobs. People need jobs. That's how you help them in poverty, creating 100 jobs. Those are just some of the initiatives that the county executive has put forth. And on today, we talk about racial disparities. Well, I'm done talking. Let's talk and more action. Thank you, Ms. Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Stubbs. Is there further discussion on Resolution 575? Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, and I, I agree we should unanimously pass the county executive's resolution. But I have a question for Chuck. And while you're walking up, um, I have had this discussion at a couple committees, and I don't know the answer clearly enough clearly as I would like, so I'm going to ask you. In a resolution like this where we're creating new budget lines, it seems like it's a budget amendment. It seems like it would require a two-thirds vote, and sometimes we're not absolutely clear on when something is a two-thirds vote and when it's not. Uh, this this should does require a two-thirds vote, and, and I made that uh, uh, to the county board staff, and I think the county board chair is aware of that right now. It should have been classified as that uh, when it was entered. And am, am I right that it's because it's creating new budget lines? Correct. If it was transferring between different budget lines that already existed, it would... If it, it was transferring, to transfer uh, uh, between lines that already exist, a fund transfer that is, uh, can be approved by the Finance Committee and the Standing Committee and the County Executive is the vehicle. If it's within the same department? Right. Okay, that, that helps me a lot. And I, I thought that was the ruling, but I just wanted to understand why it was the ruling. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. And Supervisor Hendrick makes a good point. This um, resolution does require a two-thirds um, vote. So um, unless there is a uh, request for a roll call, I would like to have it recorded as having passed unanimously when we vote on it. Um, is there further discussion? Supervisor Baird. I don't want to break everyone's heart, but unfortunately, because I am an employee at the YWCA, I will be abstaining from this vote, and please record me as so. Thank you. Okay. Supervisor Veldrin. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just wanted to thank uh, Supervisor Subs and the county executive for um, identifying something that the, both the Poverty Commission and I was actually personally hoping to try to do in the last bud, in the current budget. So I'm glad that he was able to fully fund this program because, as Supervisor Stubbs said, this is one of the fastest ways to get people back in the job force is um, through, through a license. As we, many people have limited means and access to the complete transportation system, mainly uh, Madison Metro. Um, and I'm excited because a lot of this work has been done um, in my district, and I, I just wanted to reach out or just thank the people that have been working so hard um, at Orchard UCC Church, as well as um, the, the JFF office there. Um, they're doing a great job, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people. They do a, a job uh, board or a roundup, I think they call it, every every Tuesday at the uh, new and improved community center. So um, this will just go along to help more people in um, needed areas. And I was actually talking to a couple of neighbors who were um, asking about some way to contact youth, and I saw, thought this would be a great way um, to kind of uh, make the two work together. So uh, thanks again, and I hope that uh, the, the remainder of the board votes for this. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Belger. Supervisor Willett. 
Thank you. I don't need a call or roll call, but I wish to be recorded as no. Okay. Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just want to rise in support of the resolution. I think Supervisor Stubbs in the County Executive's Office, when this was at HHN, I commented that I think that the targets of this, driver's license recovery, reentry, housing, and transitional jobs are exactly the right areas to attack our disparities and absolutely should be priorities, and they've been identified as such by experts dealing with poverty and disparities around the country. I do have some questions about the mechanics of the Affordable Housing Development Fund, RFP, and the reentry housing, and my understanding is that this funding will come and this RFP will issue after the other RFPs under the kind of budget process that we agreed upon on the Affordable Housing Development Fund will go, and I think that reentry housing is absolutely a very important priority that should be used from the Affordable Housing Development Fund, but I look forward to more details about that. I hope that does come through committee like the other RFP is supposed to through the fund, and I also hope that we enhance our commitment to the Affordable Housing Development Fund commensurate with the increased funding for reentry housing because we know the need is huge, and this is an excellent way to efficiently and effectively attack racial disparities and serve people in the community where more outside federal funding can be used to support them as opposed to in jail, you know, where they're incarcerated and precluded from receiving other benefits like SSI and Medicaid and things like that. So I urge you all to support this resolution. Thanks. Thank you very much, Supervisor Wegleitner. Is there further discussion on Resolution 575? A roll call has been requested. Dye. Dye, aye. Erickson. Erickson, aye. Farrell. Farrell, aye. Gillis. Gillis, aye. Hendrick. Hendrick, aye. Kiefer. Kiefer, aye. Kolar. Kolar, aye. Krause. Krause, aye. Levin. Levin, aye. Matano. Matano, aye. McCarville. McCarville, aye. Miles. Miles, absent. Nelson. Nelson, aye. O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin, aye. Pan. Pan, aye. Pirtle. Pirtle, aye. Richmond. Richmond, absent. Rip. Rip, aye. Ritt. Ritt, aye. Rusk. Rusk, aye. Saloff. Saloff, aye. Shower. Shower, absent. Schmidt. Schmidt, aye. Solberg. Solberg, absent. Stubbs. Stubbs, aye. Veldrin. Veldrin, aye. Wegleitner. Wegleitner, aye. Willett. Willett, no. Wiest. Wiest, aye. Zwiefel. Zwiefel, aye. Baird. Baird, abstains. Bollig. Bollig, aye. Chenoweth. Chenoweth, aye. Clausius. Clausius, absent. DeFelice. DeFelice. DeFelice, aye. Downing. Downing, aye. Corrigan. Aye. Corrigan, aye. The vote is 30 aye, 1 no, and Resolution 575 is approved.
on two additional items requiring a two-thirds majority. Um, the first one is Resolution 496, establishing an expenditure account for the property listing integration annual maintenance fee. Sub 1 is before us. Is there discussion on Resolution 496? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. <clears throat> the ayes have it, and I'd like to have this, if there's no objection, as recorded as having um, passed unanimously. Resolution 528, award of contract for construction of the East Highway Garage Salt Storage Facility and Medical Examiner Office Building. Sub 1 is before us, and I have a number of registrations that I'll read into the record. Um, I don't believe anyone is wishing to speak. Just register. They are all registering in support. Anthony Anastasi, registering in support. Um, Thomas Lewens from IBEW 159, registering in support. Casey Healy, registering in support. Jeff Crocker from IBEW 159, registering in support. Scott Bartz from the Building Trades Council of South Central Wisconsin and Smart Local 18, registering in support. Dave Branson from the Building Trades Council of South Central Wisconsin, registering in support. And Spencer Stotts, registering in support. Is there discussion on Resolution 528? Supervisor Schmidt. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I will try to keep my comments really brief. Um, basically, this ends the transition from a coroner that we had many years ago to a um, medical, full medical examiner um, uh, um, operation where we have two outstanding medical examiners here with us today and um, as um, uh, part of our uh, county workforce. Um, basically, there's three reasons why um, I feel very strongly that this is an exceptional way to proceed for the county. First of all, um, it's long overdue, and it's going to address um, many issues that we've had, um, both from a health and safety perspective of those working in this facility, um, from a capacity perspective, and it will allow us to continue to grow our services, which we already provide for uh, Rock County and maybe some additional counties, so that we can continue um, the incredible job that they do in bringing revenue into the county. There's not a lot of, uh, of um, operations that we have that bring in the kind of revenue that they do. So I'm very proud of that, and I hope that this facility will help you continue to grow that because we know every penny of our revenue is precious to us. Um, also wanted to um, comment on the outstanding public works staff we have in their abilities to find ways to reduce the cost to the extent that we can, making sure that the facility meets our needs, but also making sure that we're being smart and that we are um, cutting out the um, fluff, if there ever is fluff, which there isn't, but basically um, making sure that these facilities function for us at the minimum cost. I know that they will continue to do that um, as we go through the as we go through and award this contract in terms of um, continued value engineering and, and making this even um, more cost effective. And um, lastly, I'd also like to say that this is an opportunity for us to not only talk the talk but walk the walk with respect to our supportive unions. And so I'm really proud that this is a, 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 um, the workers who will be building this facility for us will be union labor, and that uh, goes a long way in terms of us supporting um, the whole um, 
the labor movement that we have in this county. So I urge you all to support this, and if anybody has any other questions or wants more detailed information on anything, we can have that discussion, but I'll keep my comments brief. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Schmidt. Supervisor Ripp. Basically, Supervisor Schmidt gave you the reason why I wish to record it as no on this. We need these facilities. However, we do have what's called the project labor agreement. I've spent almost 35 years working in different phases of construction. You'd have a union worker and a non-union worker, and you couldn't really tell the difference. The vast majority of workers are very conscientious, hard workers, very skilled. And so basically by doing this, saying that, okay, non-union workers are not allowed to work on our jobs, you're not good enough, I think we're slapping in the face our constituents who are non-union workers. And I simply can't vote for that. I just, ethically, there's no way I could vote for it. So I ask to be recorded as voting no. Thank you, Supervisor Ripp. Supervisor DeFelice. Thank you, Madam Chair. You've heard me talk from time to time about the spending that the county board does. And I'm a liberal Democrat, so it may sound kind of unusual. But I've told you in the past about the medical examiner and how this unwarranted expansion is going to cost us. And I, too, want to thank the staff and our department heads for doing the hard work on this, because this is a very difficult issue. I don't know if you knew. We had to call a special committee meeting for this, because there was $700,000 in overruns for this, because the bidding came in higher than expected for a number of reasons, including contaminated soil, things of that nature. So there's an increased cost right there. But while we can talk about an investment here, how many of you would invest in something that costs you more than it returns? I don't think any of you would, because we're all smart people. So my question is, why do we continue to invest in this enterprise of the medical examiner? You know, I had Mr. Hicklin run some figures for me. The last year we had a coroner, and then the 2014 budget. Just to see where we are, like a snapshot. It doesn't tell you where we're going to be five years from now. It just kind of tells you what's happening now and what happened then. Salaries doubled. LTE tripled. Other areas all went up. You know, everything from benefits, 68% increase, to other things like equipment rental and whatnot. The overall increase was $700,000. Now, Supervisor Schmidt, my committee chair, talks about a revenue increase, and there is. There's no doubt about that. We increased revenue significantly. And we're about $200,000 in the black for revenue because we're taking on the work of other counties. But we're also taking on more expenses. We're going to build them a building. 
We're going to furnish it, equipment, equip it, pay for the utilities, uh, even though some of that will be, you know, generated by the landfill gas itself. We're going to have more people, undoubtedly. The LTE uh, line here has uh, tripled. So I, I expect, you know, either some more funds to be requested for LTEs or perhaps a full time or two. Who knows? Uh, the bottom line is we're spending uh, $800,000 more when you figure in debt service, in GPR. And that's money right out of the taxpayer's pocket. That's money that could go to, for instance, eliminate that $20,000 waiting list. This could be an important decision that our inspirational speaker told us about tonight. Because is there any decision more difficult for this board than spending less? I don't think so. We can spend more every year, and we do. But I want, I want to ask all of you, who has seen a, a cut in the cost of housing? Who has seen their food bill go down? Who has seen their utilities reduced? How about technical college tuition? How about college tuition? How about the cost of entertainment? Has the county debt gone down? Well, perhaps it did, maybe because we refinanced it, but then, you know, we extend it and want that whole thing. But has our spending gone down as a county? The answer is no. Every year, even in 2008, when the world crashed around us, we managed to spend more. We're pretty good at that. So, you know, I'm talking about a culture here of spending that when you have a problem, let's just throw some money at it. Not coming out of my pocket. We got a medical examiner's office here that came in $700,000 over site preparation costs. That's not chump change. Plus, it's going to cost us $800,000 roughly more a year in increased costs and debt uh, service. Yes, we'll be bringing in more revenue, but, you know, expenses are up here. Revenue maybe comes up here. And you take it through about 20 years, that line's not going to change. You know, in, in government, we're not run like a business because we're not. I mean, who would make a profit out of running a police department or a medical examiner's office? We do the important things in, in life that keep a society going. Unfortunately, they cost money. And I think our job should be to find out those areas where costs go out of control, where we don't need to spend the money. Why do we have to take on autopsies in Rock County? Whoever asked us to approve that? When we learn about it, it's through a press release. It doesn't come before us to say, do you want to take on autopsies in Rock County? I don't care. I don't want to take them on. Big deal. So we're known as the center of autopsies. You know, there's a lot more things we could be known for than how well we do autopsies. Uh, no uh, disparagement to our medical examiner or his staff, because they do an excellent job. I'm just saying, this is Dane County. We're talking about quality of life. This money could be put towards the homeless. It could be put towards racial disparities. It could help fix up the jail that locks doors, locks prisoners in. If they have a heart attack or there's a fire, they're trapped in there. It could help with the mentally ill. And that's where we need to spend our money. We're actually shoveling this money into the ground, this medical examiner money. 
I do not oppose the labor agreement. If, uh, if the money was even on this, I'd be in, 100%. But it's the money. And money is important here. And that's one of the most difficult decisions you will make. And I have to say, you've been avoiding it time after time after time. Thank you, Supervisor DeFelice. Supervisor Rusk. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, would staff please pass out the chart we had? We have a chart from uh, Travis and the um, Department of Administration. Um, with all due respect, um, the previous speaker doesn't have it right. We are required to provide autopsy services in Dane County. That is a requirement. It is correct that we do not have to do autopsy services outside of Dane County. But if you actually look at the figures going back from 2009 to 2014, you will see that the GPR increase in the medical examiner's office is 6%, about $69,000, which is the smallest of any of the public safety agencies that we deal with. The alternative to not having our own medical examiners is to continue contracting with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. It's a teaching institution. It's a very fine institution. They have built their own new facility to do autopsies, and in the process, the price went up to about $1,500. Furthermore, now that their new building is up and running, we would have to pay transportation from, it's both ways. You have to send the decedent to UW Hospital to do the autopsy. Then you have to bring them back. And if you figure that in, it's about $180,000 on top of the $1,500 that we would pay. So we go through this every couple of years and we recalculate. And it is a significant cost savings for the taxpayers of Dane County to have our own medical examiner. That's why in 2010, we made the original decision to move to a medical examiner. We had to eventually, because at $500,000, or 500,000 population, you have to have a medical examiner. Then in 2012, we had a very similar discussion, and we decided that it made sense to add a second pathologist. And the beauty of this is it's worked better than we actually thought it was, because with the extra revenue that's coming in, we are lowering the cost of the autopsy. That is a huge cost savings to the taxpayers of Dane County. Now, bonding and the bonding debt service, we never add that in to operation. I mean, we have DaneCom, 2.8 million. Are we going to John D. Young and saying, oh my goodness, your budget is way out of whack. We're going to add 2.8 million in debt service into your budget. Of course we don't do that. Um, so you have to look at 
the actual amount of GPR that's going to the medical examiner, and actually it's dropping because of the program revenue that's coming in. Furthermore, there is a tremendous shortage of forensic pathologists all over the United States. We are fortunate. We have two of them right here in Dane County. And it makes perfect sense to have a system where it's regional. Because look what's happening with crime. It's getting more and more complicated all the time. And we need to have high quality, reliable autopsies for our whole criminal justice system. And the other counties around us, there's no way that they could ever afford to have um, a medical examiner. There aren't enough of them to hire. So by having a regional approach, we're saving money for Dane County taxpayers and we're providing a service for counties around us. And you know, many of the counties around us, they don't think too much of Dane County. Well, when it comes to autopsies and medical examiners, it's a tremendous help to them. Furthermore, you need to look at the individual family. I don't know how many of you have had um, an unusual death in your, in your household or whatever over the years. Often they're young people. They're, nobody knows exactly what went wrong. Um, if you have a medical examiner and a prompt autopsy, you have somebody locally that can sit down with the family and that helps with the healing process. We have that here. The other thing, if you look closely at the budget, we're saving money in the DA's office for testifying in court. And, you know, I don't want to trash UW uh, hospitals. I mean, I love them. I work for the Alzheimer's Alliance. They do tremendous research there. It's difficult to get them to come into court. When you have your own, it's much easier to schedule a medical examiner and get them into court. And they do that as part of their base salary. So that's another advantage to the system that we've had. Um, so um, with the complexity of what's going on in the world and how crime is getting more and more complicated um, and the fact that if you look at the GPR, um, and GPR is what we should be looking at. It's actually gone down. Um, the amount per autopsy has gone down. They've had about a 6% increase from um, nine, 2009 to 14. It really, really is um, a very good deal. And the other thing I wanted to mention, and I just found this out um, recently, I did not realize that one of the medical examiners is always on call. 24-7. So that means in the middle of the night when there's um, um, a, a terrible crash or some sort of crime um, and the assistant medical examiners go and respond, they are able to call one of our two here and over the phone they help make sure that nothing goes wrong at the crime scene and we have our forensic pathologist sort of directing all of that, which is a tremendous advantage to, to um, law enforcement. When they do the autopsies, last time we were in there and we had a tour, the smell was ridiculous. 
Well, I understand now why the smell is bad. There's no ventilation system in there. I mean, how can you have a morgue that doesn't have a proper ventilation system? Well, we're going to fix that in the new building. There was a chalkboard up, and I thought, what in the world? So I asked, what's that chalkboard doing there? Well, that's because law enforcement comes in, and it's like a mini training session. They are very interested in how these autopsies are done, and it's, it's training for law enforcement when we have the autopsies done locally. So um, I'm sorry to go on for so long, but this is one of those cases where it's not difficult at all. If you look at the dollars and the cents, it's a much more efficient way to do it, um, to have a regional approach and to have our own medical examiners. And um, the two previous coroners told us this. Um, go back to Coroner Stanley. Um, that's where we got started with the conversion. And I remember when he came to PP&J and explained exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it and he was <coughs> going to retire and we were going to convert. And then he died suddenly. So we moved forward. And Coroner Wasepka came in. And unfortunately, same thing happened. He called me from the hospital, I found out later, and asked me could I do the sponsorship of the next phase of all of this. And I said, absolutely. Well, he died suddenly. You have one too. minute. Um, I got one minute. Okay. So we've got, we've got all these years of data. We have two coroners that told us what to do. And we're very fortunate that we've been able to attract two highly qualified forensic pathologists. And by sharing them with the neighboring counties, we actually reduce the cost to Dane County taxpayers. So I'll be quiet. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Supervisor Pirtle. Well, I don't want to reiterate all the wonderful points that uh, my colleagues have already made, but I do think it's important for us to understand when we think about these cost trade-offs and the, the things that are in front of us, no matter how we do or move forward with these projects, whether we're stuck with a coroner, as we move to the medical examiner, whether we contract to the UW, whether we bring that in-house and do this, there is cost. There would be a new building we would need for a coroner. There's transportation, other costs with UW. This is the least cost, best value, highest level of return. Think of it as NCIS, Dane County, right? Like we're bringing it all in here to be the premier institution that is reducing the cost for our taxpayers. I think Supervisor Russ made this point very well. It added value to the community. We're doing it at the landfill, which is going to reduce our operating costs. It's going to utilize alternative energy. It's going to reduce pollution. It's going to, you know, save us costs on the operating side, which is a huge challenge in our budget. And it moves us forward using the best workforce, a local workforce, the people who are in our community. This is the smartest way to do this of all the options that are on the table. And I can't think of a better way to do it. And tipping at windmills isn't going to generate more energy on this. We've had the medical examiner debate many times. I think this is the smart way to move forward. I ask you to vote yes so we can go watch some basketball. Supervisor O'Loughlin. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, there's two words I haven't heard that I would like to share with you. The first word is investment, and the second word is campus. I think when we look back, when we had that discussion about this purchase of the land, there were so many positive things that everybody talked about, ingress, egress, 
sort of in the middle of the area that we're serving in Dane County. And today, I think when we look at the word investment, I look at it, it kind of reminds me of uh, way back when, when we had the big argument about the courthouse. I was a, a co-chair of the courthouse committee, and we're talking 20, 30, 40 million dollars on that, and everybody was worried about it. But I'd like to look at the city-county building flashback then to today. Where would we be? Where would we handle all that is necessary in county government if we didn't have that new courthouse? And I say the same thing about the campus. I say the opportunity to get out of a lease in Sun Prairie on the, on the highway department. I say combining different facilities in one area. I see future departments looking at that campus area as a home. And, and in doing that, you can think about operating costs going down because we own the property. That's the big difference. I mean, you and I had a little conversation about the library, and I've had it with the DOA. I mean, I see opportunity out at that campus that we hope will further reduce our costs of renting spots here and renting spots there and bring them home to a one-spot campus. So I hope you do vote yes for this uh, for this deal. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor O'Loughlin. Supervisor DeFelice, and I should mention you spoke seven minutes earlier, so you have three minutes remaining. Right. Well, I'm aware of the basketball game, so I'm not going to really run over. Uh, just to uh, answer some of the, the points that were made uh, previously, we were required to go to the medical examiner when our county turned 500,000 in population, but we weren't required to expand, okay? That's part of what this debate is about. And, you know, I heard, well, we can't do without a medical examiner. Who's saying do without a medical examiner? I'm saying let's not, uh, you know, gild the lily and, and expand and become empire builders. It's, it, there's been no review by this body of that policy. You know, it was cited that charges for transportation and, and whatnot uh, were going up. UW continued to do ours. Yes, they were. They were going up. But, okay, there's their increase. That's an increase. Here's our increase. You know, and, oh, don't count the, don't count the GPR, the general purpose revenue, the taxpayer dollars, in with the operating budget. Well, any budgeter knows that. That's true. I agree 100%. But you still got to add it up. You still got to spend it, all right? Who are we kidding? You know, uh, the beauty of this, I heard, is that it works better. Well, you know, it might work better if you spend $800,000 more on it. You build a $14 million building. Yeah, we had problems there. I'm not talking about not improving the medical examiner. I'm talking about expanding it, where we read a press release, oh, they're going in Rock County now. Oh, the poor counties, you know, around us can't do theirs. Oh, yeah, well, we had problems. Did they come to our uh, rescue? I don't think so. You know, we've all got problems here. And I don't think we're in the, you know, do me a favor business, especially with other counties. I don't mind teaming up with other counties to streamline. You know, uh, I heard of it as, you know, think of it as NCSI. I got a better one, I think. Think of it as the money pit, all right? The final one is, where would we be without a new courthouse? Well, look, I was around for that. We studied the hell out of that. We studied it. We held hearings. 
held more hearings, more studies. We came to the opinion, yeah, we need a courthouse. Do you remember your vote for expanding the ME's duties? I don't think so. When they expand, do they come to you and say, can we expand? No, they go ahead and do it. That's it. That's all I'm talking about. I think the ME is an important, vital component of our county service uh, menu, if you will. But, you know, every once in a while, things can get out of whack. And this is one area where things have gotten out of whack. I'm just saying, folks, you know, there's only so much money. We could be using this money in a better way. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Is there further discussion on Resolution 528? Seeing none, clerk will call the roll. Die. Die, I, Erickson. Erickson, I, Farrell. Farrell, I, Gillis. Gillis, I, Hendrick. Hendrick, absent. Kiefer. Kiefer, I, Kolar. Kolar, I, Krause. Krause, I, Levin. Levin, I, Matano. Matano, I, McCarvel. McCarvel, I, Miles, Miles, absent. Nelson. Nelson, I, O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin, I, Pan. Pan, I, Pirtle. Pirtle, I, Richmond. Richmond, absent. Rip. Rip, no. Rit. Rit, I, Rusk. Rusk, I, Saloff. Saloff, I, Shower. Shower, absent. Schmidt. Schmidt, I, Solberg. Solberg, I. I got to get you on the roll call. Stubbs. Stubbs, I. Veldrin. Veldrin, I, Wegleitner. Wegleitner, I, Willett. Willett, no. Weist. Weist, I. Zwiefel. Zwiefel, I, Baird. Baird, I, Bollig. Bollig, I, Chenoweth. Chenoweth, I, Clausius. Clausius, absent. De Felice. De Felice, no. Downing. Downing, I, Corrigan. Aye. Corrigan, I. I know where it is. Just give me a second. The vote is 29 yes, 3 no, and Resolution 528 is approved. On Resolution 543, accepting the Alzheimer's Disease Supportive Service Grant and creating a dementia care specialist project position, um, the, um, is there discussion on Resolution 543? Seeing none again, um, this is, um, requires two-thirds majority. If there's no objection, I'd like to, after the roll call, have it recorded as having passed unanimously. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 543 is approved unanimously. Resolution 545, increasing 2014 professional service contract with Journey Mental Health Center for um, Kashi House Services, um, DC, DHS. Um, is there discussion on Resolution 545? Seeing none, again, another two-thirds vote. Um, all those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it. And Resolution 545, if there's no objection, I'd like to have it recorded as having passed unanimously. 
Resolution 547, change order number 54 to contract for J.P. Cullen and Sons and fund transfer for the construction of Arctic Animal Exhibit and Concessions at Henry Vilas Zoo. Is there discussion on Resolution 547? Resolution 547 requires a two-thirds majority. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 547 is approved. And um, unanimously, I'd like to record it as having passed unanimously if there's no objection. Uh, special, um, so a special order of business, none um, other business, as the county board is authorized to conduct by law. Seeing none, is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Levin, seconded by um, Nelson. All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned. <laughs>